Hello, my darlings, and welcome back to This Is Maria. How are you? Today, I'm going to do an episode on a topic that has been requested. Today, we're going to be talking about phobias and specifically the fear of certain animals, certain animal forms. What does it mean? Where is it coming from? This inexplicable fear that you have of some things and not others. And so today, we're going to dive deeper into this topic. Before we get started, just a quick reminder, I have a book out. It's called 72 Keys to Manifestation or An Ancient Path of a Modern Day Alchemist. It is a channeled book. It is a book that is full of wisdom, alchemical and otherwise. It is a book that is going to enable you to A, manifest the life that you've always wanted for yourself. B, stay more spiritually connected. C, understand the inner workings of the universe. It is a book that keeps on giving. It is a book that you can keep rereading many times. And every time you read it, new layers are going to unfold in front of you because it is a very layered book. It actually um, speaks to every reader differently, depending on where you are on your journey, manifestation journey, and just your spirit journey or your soul journey, if you will. Um, it has many facets that it would open up to you when you're ready. So that's that. Uh, check it out. It's available on Amazon, Kindle, and Audible. So every format imaginable, we got it. Alrighty, my darlings. And one more thing before we get started. For those of you that are sending me DMs on Instagram, who are commenting under my YouTube videos, who are commenting under my TikTok videos, and in general, just sending me suggestions for future videos and for future topics, please know I so appreciate you. I may not always be able to make the requested episode, but you are the source of my inspiration. And I always want to make sure that I'm covering the topics that you guys are curious about and that are going to be helpful to you. So feel free to send me suggestions. Keep sending me suggestions. I love them. All righty. Okay. Are we ready to talk about phobias or are we ready to talk about phobias? Now, I probably need to make more episodes about phobias because there are so many different inexplicable fears. However, you would notice that I think once you go through this, this one journey with me talking about animal phobias, I think it would be a lot easier for you to be able to dissect and diagnose your own phobias and just find the root cause, understand how to heal yourself from there. Because honestly, once you understand the gist of how it works, it's pretty self-explanatory from there. Um, you are, you know, obviously all aware that you have this great part of you, great part of your psyche, great part of your energy, great part of your being that is called the subconscious. The subconscious is this big black box where things, you know, go and where things come out of in a seemingly haphazard fashion. The subconscious is responsible for all of your knee-jerk reactions, not necessarily your instincts, because a lot of our instincts come from our physical bodies, right? But when I mean knee-jerk reactions, I don't mean it in a physical sense, but in a more emotional, mental, energetic sense, right? Your subconscious runs a big chunk of your life because your subconscious is this. Essentially, it's a memory bank. Your subconscious contains every single thing, every single memory, every single happening that your soul has been on from the beginning of time recorded there. There is a very big reason that you don't have access to the entirety of your subconscious. You know who does? Your higher self does. Your higher self sent you here to have a human experience precisely because it felt that it would serve you and therefore it, your higher self, 
for you to not have access to 100% of your memories, to 100% of your learnings, to 100% of everything that has happened. In fact, the veil of forgetfulness was designed precisely to keep you away from uh, your memory bank. And therefore, you know, what we, everything that, everything and anything that is beyond the veil of forgetfulness, we refer to as the subconscious world, right? Now, your subconscious is a wealth of information. Very often, the things that are going to be the most charged, right? Um, the things that are, that produce the most, that are, sh- shall I say, the things that are front and center in your subconscious are the things that used to cause you, or caused you um, very strong emotions in the past, right? And then, you know, so essentially, if, if we took the entirety of existence and the entirety of the ha- soup of happening um, and divided and looked at it at the scale, on a scale, um, and it was a scale of sensations, right? You would have things and events and people that caused you a lot of feeling and a lot of sensation, and you would have people, circumstances, and events and lives that were kind of run-of-the-mill and didn't really necessarily elicit such an emotional response. So things that are front and center in your subconscious are the things that elicit a strong response. And that is where the phobias live. The phobias are very strong emotionally, or shall I say that the phobias stem from very strong emotionally charged memories. What your phobias are are very noticeable bookmarks in your psyche. Think of it as a bookmark, like a memory uh, preservation spell, if that makes sense, right? And thanks to that memory, things that, uh, thanks to that sensation, um, parts of your subconscious become momentarily accessible to you. So let me let me explain it. Like, do you guys know that um, like y- you can have a set of coordinates, right? And based on the set of co- coordinates, you can find your spot on the map. You don't need to have a map. Um, the similar thing works here. Um, the different a- and, and let's start talking about animals. The different animals are really symbols, and you know each symbol is very rich, and. You may, and and like each symbol is like a set of coordinates that would get you to a particular memory in the past. Um, In the same way that, you know, your longitude and your latitude could send you to a particular place in the physicality of planet Earth, right? So it's like all these, like, it's almost like every phobia is like a mnemonic technique, right? That sends you back to a particular trauma, traumatic experience from the past. Now... There is more to unpack here. There is more depth in it, to the subject. Um, okay, pretty much every single human being has a phobia of some sort. A phobia of an animal is actually one of the more common phobias in humanity. Now, first things first, I must say that some of your phobias are actually not your phobias, but the phobias of your lineage, right? Meaning, let's let's use the snake as an example. By the way, we're going to talk about the snake a lot during this episode. Let's say that your ancestors lived in an area of the world where there were a lot of poisonous snakes. Let's say that because of that, your lineage has developed a knowing, a collective knowing, that if you get bitten by a poisonous snake, you very often die, and so you should beware. Don't go in the grass or don't go in the water or wherever those snakes are. 
right? You, as a descendant of that lineage, may live somewhere else entirely without any poisonous snakes. You may be living in New York City, arguably not a lot of poisonous snakes in New York City, unless you're in the, in, you know, in the zoo. Or the zoo. Uh, and even then, you're still pretty protected. And yet, because you have all these ancestral memories, subconscious, because your ancestral memories are a part of your subconscious, just like your personal memories are, right? You're still referring to, they're still beyond the veil, so to say, outside of reach, just outside of your reach. And then, you know, if the universe shows you a snake, all of a sudden, the snake is like a set of coordinates that sends you to a particular place on that map, to a particular place within your subconscious. And when you go to that place, right, and it happens momentarily, it's like, whoa, alarm, alarm, like, oh, caution, you know, danger, danger. Why would you potentially think that the snake is dangerous? Is because the snake may have killed many of your ancestors in the past, right? So one reason, one reason that you may have a fear of an animal is because enough of your ancestors died from, you know, <laughs> an encounter with that animal. That's why you would develop a phobia, right? So it's an, a memory of, like, essentially a survival instinct, the, the survival of the fittest, right? Um, that is the very biological answer <laughs> to why you develop certain phobias. Let's take it a, a step further. Another reason why you may develop an aversion to a particular animal is because you yourself, as a soul, have had an incarnation with this particular animal or an animal that looked or felt or vibrated similar to this animal that caused you distress, big, large, um, um, like caused you a lot of distress in the past, right? And, you know, could have even caused your death, right? So, for instance, if you yourself have been bitten by a cobra in a past life and died because of the cobra bite, that would that memory would be deposited in your great subconscious. In this life, if you were faced with a cobra, even a painting of the cobra, but definitely the real actual thing, you would go into fight or flight mode because your, your subconscious remembers everything. And the cobra, again, as, as that binary code is like a symbol, it sends you back to that memory whether you'd like it or not. And so like your whole body, like your hackles rise, like you, you go into fight or flight mode because you're like, whoa, this is danger. And it's not, you know, like you're not being unreasonable, right? What I would like for you to know is you are never unreasonable and you're not going crazy. Indeed, if a particular animal elicits right now a very strong emotion, a very strong defense mechanism in you, something happened. You have history. You have karma with an animal to work through. There is no other way. There is no other way. Now, um, there is a third layer to this entire thing. And that's why we have to, like, it's a rabbit hole. We have to go deeper and deeper and deeper to fully, truly understand the phobias. The third large chunk an explanation for phobias, is that an animal doesn't always have to be taken quite so literally. An animal phobia cannot always be taken quite so literally. Sometimes an animal is a vibrational representation of something else, a symbol of something else. So if your particular phobia has to do with the symbolic meaning of the animal, you have to understand what does that animal represent symbolically before you can trace back 
to what actually happened in the past to make you fearful of that experience. We can go over some of the larger symbolic meanings of some animals, if you'd like. I'm getting the nod from the collective. It sounds like you guys want to go down that rabbit hole with me. That is terrific news. But just one more thing, right? Because I just want to make sure we're 100% clear. If you are, essentially, if you have an aversion to a particular animal, symbolically, you are scared of the thing that they represent. Why are you scared of the thing that they represent? Yet again, we're being sent back to the past, your past most likely, or sometimes a past of your lineage, like a past memory, where that thing that this animal symbolizes caused you either a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, or caused you to die. Still. And that is how the loop closes down, right? It's kind of still one and the same reason, if you think about it. So let's look at the most common phobias, planet Earth, for animals. And I'll, I'll just dissect what does it mean symbolically. Fear of snakes is actually one of the very, very common ones. What does it mean? I'm not going to be essentially surprising anybody, anybody right now with how simple this is, right? What is snake a symbol for? Snake is the symbol for wisdom. Snake is the symbol for knowledge. <laughs> snake is also the temptress or the tempter of the Garden of Eden that got humanity off the path. <laughs> but that's a whole other story. So when you are afraid of the snake symbolically, like you could be afraid of the snake because snake bit you in a past life and you died or bit your ancestor and, you, and, and they died or bit your baby and they died. doesn't really matter, right? It doesn't have to be you. Like they could have bitten somebody in your, like a friend or whatever, in your family member, and you would still feel that caused you pain, right? Because you lost, like you lost somebody, right? Like you associate um, snake with snake bites that cause you to lose people that you love. Um, but snakes symbolically represent knowledge and wisdom. The question you have to be asking yourself is, why is it that being wise or having certain knowledge caused me pain in the past? Or where in the past did having wisdom and knowledge cause me to either die, be killed, be persecuted, or whatnot? You have your witch wound right here. A lot of witches were killed for their wisdom, right? Sometimes you, you know, something suboptimal happens to you because you have a knowledge of something. Sometimes they say ignorance is bliss. So if you have had massive examples from the past where you found out about something and that caused you to lose your life or lose your limb or whatever, you may have an aversion to knowing things and you're going to want to stay in the state of ignorance. What is an example of that? Let us say that, I don't know, like there are so many examples of like how knowledge can be detrimental to you. Let's say you served, it was the middle, middle ages, there was the king and his court and you found out that there was a coup d'etat, like somebody wanted to steal the power from the king and you were supposed to tell the king, but you kept quiet. And then everybody was found out and Somebody has told on you that you knew about this potential overthrow, the, the plan to overthrow the king, but you didn't come forward. And so you had the knowledge of this. And then the king, you know, executes you, chops off your head, you're, you're dead. Say that was the scenario. That is precisely the example where having knowledge actually murdered you 
having knowledge killed you. That is where you would develop an aversion to snakes, potentially, because they symbolize knowledge and they symbolize wisdom. So if you perceive that knowledge and wisdom are somehow are somehow dangerous, you're going to hate the snake. You're going to hate its gods. Oh my gosh. All right, moving on. Um, the fear of spiders. Spiders actually represent um, femininity. They represent the matriarch. They represent the female in power. They represent um, any female, actually, uh, that is older and in power. It could be a queen. It could be a stepmom. It could be even a mother. Um, so somebody in a position of power who is female um, would be represented by a spider. So if you have a fear of spiders, you are subconsciously worried or have fears of, or have trauma around women in a position of power. The, um, the uh, spider is also the dark or the shadow side of femininity. That is another thing that it came to symbolize, as powerful as it is. So the dark shadow of femininity could be things like envy, things like jealousy, things like um, backstabbing, actually. Um, or ratting somebody out, uh, like uh, this, this like it's it's like the loss of trust in the commune, right? Because the light side of femininity is like let's keep the trust. The dark side of femininity is let's break the trust. Uh, let's not stand for unity. Let's let's stand for separation. That is the um, you know the the underlying um, the dark the deep dark waters of of the symbology of the spider. And again, um. Please, I have to apologize to all the spiders when I say that because the spider is one of the symbols of the Divine Mother, right? As you guys well know, I have extensive love for the Divine Mother. So for me to even say that there, you know, spider also represents the dark side, it takes a lot out of me. But I have to be real and I have to also be actionable with you so that you understand what, where the things are coming from, right? So like the darkness of femininity is what's represented by the spider. It's, it's the, sometimes it's also the rebel female, right? Like the Lilith archetype would actually be the spider. If you guys are familiar with the first wife of Adam, Lilith, who didn't think Adam was all that he was made up to be. And, you know, she kind of left, right? And, and, then the, and then there was Eve, right? So it's a female empowered, like a female in a position of, pow of power or a female empowered. And because she is empowered, sometimes she makes others feel less than. But it could also be a female dictator. All right. I mean, right now, it's it's ridiculous to even think that there is such a thing as a female dictator. But by the way, it is because right now we live in a very um, patriarchal world. Because we live in a very patriarchal world, men are in a position of power. So it's very hard for us to imagine um, somebody who is in the same position but a female. So a woman that is blinded by power. That is also over here in the phobias of spiders. And again, could it be possible you're, you're worried about spiders because they, they, they bit you with a poisonous spider in the past and you died? Yes. But also anything around the wounding in your past life around the wounding of femininity. What would be an example of that? You, let's say that in a past life, you had a stepmom and she was extremely strict like the Cinderella, Cinderella's stepmom. And she abused you or something or sh she threw you out on the street and you died of hunger or something, right? Or you were a maid to the queen or to like a, a very powerful female and she 
you know, mistreated you or beat you, you know, or anything. If you were abused um, by a female, like a teacher or like a nun in a monastery, and, you know, if you were abused or somehow put down or like there was this emotional a trauma around, you know, the matriarch archetype or the female in power, you will develop an aversion to spiders. There's no other way. All right. Going down the list. The fear of insects. Bugs. I mean, all kinds over here. Uh, from, I don't know, roaches to grasshoppers to just like, there's so many people with an aversion to bugs. I could not begin to tell you. Most likely in this particular case, I don't think you were killed by a bug in, in the past life. Although, weirder things have happened. It is very possible that you were killed by a bug. Sometimes, and we're going to talk about scorpions separately, but you may have been killed by a scorpion in a past life and you may still develop because the, the proximity, the, the scor scorpions are very close to, um, to the insects. Um, so so that they are an insect, actually. So you may develop an aversion to other insects if you died by a scorpion bite in the past life or somebody in your lineage did. However, the symbolic representation of having an aversion to insects is actually... When you have an aversion or phobia of insects, you have an aversion to the darker side of you, to your own shadow, is what it is. Um, insects represent the shadow. They crawl. They, uh, they live on the earth. They are of the earth, right? The dark, deep earth. So when you are not in congruence with your own darkness, with your own shadow side, when you have traumatic experiences from the past, when your shadow took over and did things, you will develop an aversion to insects. You will develop a phobia of insects. What could be an example of you, you know, going off the rails? I don't know. Let's say you were in a position of power in a past life, and you went crazy, like, I don't know, murdering people um, for, for money or whatnot, you know, accumulating all of these, you know, corpses along the way. That is, is an example of how your shadow took over. If you are, you know, if you develop a lot of judgment around that particular life, that particular incarnation, you are going to start developing judgment and you're going to start developing a phobia against or around insects. Any phobia of insects tells you that there are shadow aspects of you, specifically around your darkness, like the darker side, that you haven't worked through, you haven't integrated, that there are still some karmic things. Because the moment you untie all of these karmic knots, you're not going to have an aversion to insects. An insect is just going to be an insect to you. That's it. Scorpions. Scorpion is actually um, a fear of somebody in a position of power. Anybody, actually. Um, and it could also be a fear of um, black magic. Um, that's usually the scorpion. Anybody in a position of power. Anybody who could have potentially in a past life mistreated you. I don't know. Say you were a slave and you had a master. You may have a fear of spiders. Say there was a crazy king and you were um, trying to, I don't know, you were a court jester or something. You know, you may have an aversion to scorpions. Anybody who like limited your expression or I don't know, any, any jailer of yours from a past life, like any time that your expression or your livelihood was limited in some way and somebody in a position of control or power forced you to do the things to a big degree, to a large degree that you didn't want to do, 
you may develop this fear of people in the position of authority. And it may come through as um, the phobia of um, the scorpion and a black magic. Scorpions are very mystical creatures. They are connected to divination. They are connected to sorcery. They are connected to black magic. You may develop an aversion to black magic in two instances. Black magic was done onto you or you did black magic and things backfired. Both of these are going to give you a phobia of a spider. I'm sorry, not spider, scorpion, scorpion. <laughs> back up, back up. Uh, okay. Are you guys ready uh, to talk about um, fear of dogs and wolves? The fear of dogs and wolves. Um, so wolves are very, you know, pack creatures. So they're communal creatures. They're, there is no, a lone wolf is like an anomaly, right? Um, and, and the dogs are, of course, a byproduct of the wolf culture. So if you have an aversion or a phobia of dogs or wolves, outside of the fact that, of course, they may have killed you in a past life, symbolically, they represent backstabbing from your nearest circle. A situation, a life where you backstabbed, betrayed by your nearest and dearest. It's like Lancelot betraying King Arthur. Like, you know, like um, a brother betraying a brother. Like something crazy like that. That would give you a fear or distrust, like that distrust, right, of the nearest and dearest to you. That would give you a fear of dogs and potentially wolves. Wild cats. Anybody from a lion to... um tiger, leopard, panther, any of them, if you have a fear of that, outside of the fact that they may have killed you in the past life or, you know, killed your kid or stole something away from you, I don't know, you are afraid of your own power, actually. So there was an instance in your past life where your power backfired, for instance, but not in the dark way, not necessarily like a shadow way backfired, but it could have backfired in other way, like, you could be like, what would make you afraid of your own power enough so that you would want to keep yourself small? For instance, you may be like, okay, if I become too powerful, if I become king, or if I become famous, I go haywire, right? Or if I, um, like, and you know that about yourself. Um, or for instance, a fear of becoming unleashed, for example, like um, it could be a fear of succumbing to your base instincts as well when you're afraid of the big cats. Like when you cannot trust yourself to not become addicted to a substance. Because sometimes when you like when you unleash yourself and you become addicted to like let's say you are, get drunk and then you have a history of when you get drunk of like causing mayhem, all kinds of mayhem, including hurting other people. That is an expression of your power. Like that's when you're fully unleashed. Your inhibitions are really, really low when you're consumed alcohol all of a sudden your base nature comes out and that base nature ain't pretty that may you know uh, manifest as hey i'd rather keep myself small because when i am not small i'm crazy and that can manifest as a phobia of these animals uh large cats can i say just one one thing please i really love this question that i got from um one of my readers and um the question was this um, I'm afraid of snakes, but it doesn't make sense. I have a phobia of snakes. It doesn't make sense because a snake is my totem animal or my spirit animal. How can I have a fear of my spirit animal? It makes no sense, right? Here is the recognition in this person, the recognition that they have a very special relation with their totem animal. In this particular case, it was the snake. And, you know, there is an affinity with that animal. There's probably a lot of 
respect between between the person and the animal. However, um, and and that almost brings us to a little bit of a deep dive, really quickly, not too long, a little bit of a deep dive into the totem animal and the spirit animal conversation. When at soul level, you choose a spirit animal or a totem animal for a particular life, it's usually like a contract where you have to first be worthy in order to get the strength um, of that of that being, of that animal, right? So usually before anything becomes your spirit or your totem animal, you have to pass through a series of tests. Usually those, those tests are from the animal that you selected. In this particular case, if your soul chose the snake as one of your spirit animals, then you're going to go through many incarnations. You're going to go through a merry-go-round of incarnations where you choose to face the snake in every shape, form, and size, including the snake killing you, including the snake delivering that lethal bite, including ingesting snake's venom, etc., etc., right? Because you are trying to get to know the snake on a deep, intimate level. Enough so that you would take it so far as allowing that animal to kill you maybe more than once. So what that tells me, right, is, and that's why like pretty much every single uh, totem animal you're going to have, you have at one point either been murdered by them or have come head to head to them with them in a battle or something. There have been many encounters between you and that animal in the physical existence. Maybe that particular animal or animals that are really, really close to that animal. And if you find yourself being scared or having a phobia around that animal, that means that you're on the path. You haven't fully, fully, fully accepted that animal yet. You haven't fully integrated their power into your body. You may have, and it is because of the trauma, right? Because every time your totem animal kills you or causes you uh, physical pain or affliction or something, it creates karma. Like it, it's it's like it has created an impact in your life, right? And so integrating that is what needs to happen before you can fully accept the power, before you can fully accept the animal. Because by rejecting a part of the animal, you cannot have the animal's power. If you were rejecting the animal's capacity to kill you, you are rejecting that animal's power. So in order for you to stop rejecting the animal's power, what you need to do is embrace the animal, right? embrace the lives and embrace their capacity for murderous tendencies, right? And respect that. Now, you guys know me. I never just tell you, here are the spiritual reasons and bye-bye. I always want to make sure that we are being, I'm being a part of the solution here, not not an extension of the problem. So what do you do with the phobia is probably the billion dollar question, right? I would say this. It is extremely important for you to understand your relationship with that particular animal. Like what happened in the past? What is that you're so afraid of? Because it's never just the animal. You are afraid of the pain that they caused or the death that they caused or the symbol that they represent. So the question is, what are you afraid of truly? Because most likely it's not a snake. It's what the snake represents. It's not the spider. It's what the spider represents. It's not the tiger. It's what the tiger represents. Does that make sense? Okay. In a meditative state, I highly recommend you ask the questions. Face, be faced with that animal 
and ask them to lead you to what is the root cause of you being so afraid of them. Because if you're afraid of them, they're just as afraid of you, if not more so. You're repelling. You're the two energies that are repelling one another. What is the root cause of that repelling mechanism? And you should do a past life regression or multiple sessions. By the way, I have made um, a meditation about past life regression and an episode about past life regression if you wanted to, to, to go that route. You would just have to have a very specific request from the universe saying, hey, universe, please take me to a past life where this thing happened to me. And then you would watch exactly what happened between you and the snake, what happened between you and the, the bear or the tiger or what have you, right? And then you would understand that it's not all of the snakes that are the problem. It's not all of the bears that are the problem, not all of the tigers, but that particular tiger potentially that stole your kid from the crib when you lived in a tribal, I don't know, tribal commune somewhere in, in, in I don't know, East Asia. Um, it's not, you know, understanding what it is that you're afraid of, right? Like if you had specific instances where that animal murdered you, literally go and do, you know, a review of all of those lives. The most important thing is asking your higher self at the moment that you have shown this life is ask your higher self, why did this thing happen to me? The answer would surprise you. You never die for the sake of dying in, in past lives. Every death, especially a traumatic death like this, like premature death, is always a learning experience. So what did you learn? That's the most important part. If you are worried about the symbology of something, though, right? Past life regression may or may not help. Meaning, if you're worried, like bugs, like you're scared of bugs, you're afraid of roaches. Just doing a past life regression where, you know, that just shows you your dark tendencies is not necessarily going to heal you. What is going to heal you is parts work. I made a video about parts work on my YouTube channel. Watch this. Um, there are a lot of teachers that teach parts work really, really well on this planet. Teal Swan being one of them. Learn from them. Because with these things like not being able to accept your own darkness, that's parts work. That is you rejecting a part of yourself. You being scared of your own power, also parts work, right? So you have to integrate those parts of yourself that you're so scared of, right? That can only happen through parts work. So past life regression and parts work are the two main tools to deal with phobias that are energetic, that I know of. Of course, there are physical things like just being desensitized to something, right? Like interacting with a particular animal very frequently in the physical is going to help replace the sensation or the memory of being worried about them. So the more, the more you encounter snakes in real life and the more you have experiences where the snake doesn't kill you, whereas it may have in the past, your codes may start being rewritten, right? So being desensitized to the object of your phobia is actually a very impactful thing that you can do in the physical world as well. Fourth thing, you may want to connect to the consciousness of that thing which you're most afraid of because it, your phobias are always your greatest teachers. You should ask them, what is it that they're here to teach you? What is the one big thing that you're missing? What is their gift to you? You can even do an automatic writing. Just let your hand write down the answer. So connecting with that animal, spiritually, so to say, 
connecting to them telepathically is a way towards building that bridge. Because anytime you're experiencing a fear, you are rejecting and you're separating yourself from that which you are fearful of. If you start building that etheric bridge in your mind's eye, in your head, consciousness to consciousness, over time you would notice that the physical contact becomes easier, that the triggers are becoming softer or maybe disappear completely. All right, my loves, I feel like there is a question from the, from the collective on this topic that I need to take. What is this question? Anything about animal phobias? The question is, I'm afraid of scorpions, but you know, when I go to past lives, I cannot notice anything. Like I, I'm not able to see the past life um, at all. Um, that where I would be, you know, either bitten by a scorpion or anything to do with black magic. So how do I heal myself if I try to do past life regression? but um, nothing nothing really came up, then I would say do automatic writing. If you're trying to diagnose and understand why you're so afraid of scorpions, take a blank piece of paper and first put down the name scorpion, like whatever you're afraid of, like whatever is your version of, of this thing, right? And write down all the things that you associate with a scorpion. Like write your story about the scorpion. They're this way and that way. And, you know, and they, they seem like this and they seem like that. Like, describe them. Describe their energy, right? If they were an energy, what energy would they be? If they would, would, were a feeling, what, what feeling would they be? If they were a thought, if scorpion was a thought, what thought would it be, right? And look at everything that you spit out on paper. That is going to be a dead giveaway of what it is that you're afraid of. Symbolically. If you say, okay, scorpions cannot be trusted, then you are afraid of not being able to trust or people and circumstances not being trustworthy, you not being trustworthy, all of these things, right? So if you can't heal yourself via past life regression, start healing yourself by asking the right questions and allow yourself to receive the right answers. Receiving the right answers is half of the healing because that is when you excavate something, you take something out of your subconscious and put it on a dinner plate right in front of you, so to say, right? Because for as long as something is in the subconscious, you are not equipped to deal with it. You're not even sure it's there. You don't know that you don't know it. Once you have been able to talk something out of your subconscious and into your vicinity, like that's why I say putting, putting it on your plate in front of you, then that is half of the work. Then you can ask the universe for insights, work with this symbol, work with this energy and understand. But at least you know what your adversary is, right? You know where it's coming from. So study it. Um, if you need deep dives into symbology, you can Google the symbology of different animals and keep reading different, um, different articles that come through until it hits you specifically what is the symbolic reason you are afraid of that particular animal. The universe always talks to you. The universe always gives you signs. If you are asking the universe for a question, and let's say you're not clairaudient, so you cannot hear voices and your spirit doesn't talk to you, then the universe will talk to you through the things that you Google, through the things that you see on social media, the things you see on TV, something that a friend randomly tells you, books that you randomly come across in a bookstore. So expose yourself to information and the answer is going to be revealed to you. 
Alrighty, my darlings. I hope this was helpful. Sending you a big virtual hug. I'll see you in the next one. Bye.